Welcome to Wildbees and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Finger Thief. And here I'm joined by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. Logar, so we've traveled afar into a very new town and such, yet they still call you a barbarian. I'm sure back in your home country, hometown, home region, you're not a barbarian. I am I am the I am the gorgeous <laughs> and Lo- sexy and Logar honorable. The, <laughs> Logar the honorable, Logar the gorgeous, and Logar the sexy. Not Logar the barbarian. Logar the sexy, they call me back home. <laughs> So we're looking at Dragon Mad, issue number 196 from 1993. August of 93. Cultivating campaign cultures. And there's a little, I found some problems with this article. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) So they're talking about society should have character too. And they're talking about developing a people's culture or society in a in your fantasy campaign or fantasy world. Obviously, this was written back in 93, and yeah, both Logor and I have several issues with the article, but <laughs> why don't you go ahead and start about the, just in general what the article is try, trying to cover. Well, it's trying to make a, a, a living world where you feel like you are going into a, a place with rich culture and stuff like that. And that's understandable that we want that, but at the same time, when approaching that, oh, there's... The concept of Orientalism. Is Edward, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Said? 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 You're familiar with who I'm speaking of? No, I'm not. So Edward Said, it's spelled S-A-I-D. He wrote a book called Orientalism. It came out in 1978. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way. He This term that he used is very much deep in the way that people of the West perceive uh, the East or what 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 they would call the Orient and societies and this sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very mystical and yeah. mysterious and it's a girl. Kind, kind of race, <laughs> kind of racist tropes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much it's a bunch of racist tropes in terms of, oh, we're going to go find the Shangri-La and there's a bunch of exotic women there that are submissive and blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, God, terrible yeah. racist, racist so- BS. Yeah, so, and like one of the things they go into here, like the first most obvious, easiest thing for me to address that I want to talk about first is accents. Um, yeah, accents, uh, that's... Uh. <laughs> so at a point, like, it, I don't think it's t- like, okay, use an accent in your campaign. Like if I come on up and I've got to go, hey, man, how you doing, you know? It is kind of classist to do the like hillbilly thing. I don't think it's the worst thing at the end of the world. But then you get into like, like, look at old Bugs Bunny cartoons and things like that. Culture from the 20th century, mass media. Have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Um, I refuse to watch it for a variety of reasons. <laughs> so I, I, I started to watch Breakfast at Tiffany's the I mean, first time within the last decade. I didn't really know much about it. it it's I did not racist. finish it. It's really it's bad. super racist. It's like so incredibly racist. It's well, bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's really racist against Asians. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, they got a really <laughs> bad situation of yellow face in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty shocking. <laughs> yeah, and and it and it is. It well, I couldn't make it through the movie. I, I saw the first few scenes with some of that, and I was like, oh my goodness. And and it is just this over the top portrayal, some very Western European stereotype of what an Asian person is, and it's terrible. And 
some of the suggestions that they're giving here kind of lead into recreating that in your games. Yeah, I mean, you know, they talk about the language, which uh, with accents, that's a little bit tricky. Now, vocabulary and vernacular, we understand your style of speech in terms of informal versus formal. That can obviously add some flavor to your game. But doing accents in general, you need to be a little bit careful on that one. Um, They also talk about something that I find super personally insulting is around sustenance and food. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about, oh, you know, attempt to invent a new food or something. Some foreign restaurants are neat places to eat at before a game. Order some of this Middle Eastern food be- before playing al Qadim. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, maybe not go by everything they said to go by in the old rule books. Maybe something should be up for question. There is a chart which I don't, which I think is going in an interesting direction of creating customs and stuff like that. That idea of creating different customs for different places you go to is something I think could be used in game. I think maybe we should have a rewrite on something like this and have a better approach to the than what this article gave us. Right. So you know the custom charts. So they had two charts in there. They had one chart about customs, as you said, and then a second chart about the importance of that particular custom. Yes. So as guidelines, I was like, okay, I sort of get it, but it seemed like all the custom charts they took from like every culture and society and crammed it into one chart in a way. It is, it is very much just like, 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 like anything that is not Eastern European traditional. Yeah, exactly. And it's, they, 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 they took, you know, your traditional racist tropes and crammed it in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looking at like, so I, I'll go back to the concept of sociological imagination that uh, C. Wright Mills put out there and understanding others and stuff like that and having a way to be able to view through a lens that isn't yours. That I feel is sorely lacking in something like this. Does that make sense? Yep. I I would agree <laughs> because it, it, it shows that you haven't done certain research into the cultural depth of why s- certain societies evolved the way they did, what the importance of it is versus just turning in, you know, someone like my culture into a game mechanic, which just yes. pisses me off to know. And that's why reading through chart A, I'm getting more and more pissed off now because they take a lot of Asian cultural elements and just turn it into like this basic oh, mechanic. So and there's like no, uh, there's no background. There's no importance on why that is. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and then they, they put number 33 through 36 as one gender must be subservient to the other. The inferior gender is not capable of rational thought and must be guided. Uh, that's gosh. that's I think that's I think that's where the U.S. is right now, isn't it? After the Supreme Court ruling, and the Supreme Court ruling seems like that's that the sounds case. like that doesn't sound like a foreign culture. That sounds like what we're living. Well, in it sounds like reality. <laughs> or another one here is that gender lines should be definite. Men should act like men and women should act like women is like. This is this is outdated. And as somebody who like we recently talked about doing a political thing, I, those are things that have occurred in history. And if you're going to do something like that in your game, you need to a probably talk to people that, hey, we're going to address sensitive subjects and how you're going to approach stuff like that, because that is getting into like real issues of gender and stuff like that politically that are occurring even today could be very sensitive. A lot of people aren't going to want to deal with that in their game while it's going no, on of course in not. real life. But if you're going to deal with confronting fascistic elements like that, you probably want to talk about it beforehand. And 
consider how it's presented and not just as a nonchalant thing. Right, exactly. Definitely do the baddies. We've seen some, uh, you know, fascist game writers certainly write some what they call, you know, parody societies and stuff. But essentially, they're just being a bunch of dicks and making fun of transgender people, making fun of women. Uh, yeah, it's not appropriate for game. Uh, and I yeah. think you know, there was a uh, like 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 this person who wrote this. I'm not even sure how I, how to articulate what I'm trying to say. I'm sure that they thought that like here it is like 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 I saw this recent um I was saw this this album that I had from when I was a kid these these Christian records and I was looking through some of them for the first time since I was probably for the first time since probably the 80s and one very much seemed like the attempt was I want to make this Jesus for the world multiculturalism and man, it was not a good look. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. And all these little cartoon characters they put in there had issues. They were all and a bunch of little racist tropes. <laughs> going back to that concept of Orientalism, how this like white European perspective of this is normative, this is what I'm used to, you know, you're, you're kind of isolated from the broader world and you're presenting things in this racist trope is exactly what was going on there and kind of what's going on in here. And here they're like, oh, but we want to be accepting of all people, so we're doing this. But hey, oh, you put on the brakes. I don't think you're accomplishing what you assume you're accomplishing. There's a lot you seem to be ignorant of that you're duplicating that's a problem in the process of attempting that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's sticking the very gloss once over of it, but again, it's still very much of a colonial yeah. conquering mindset of, well, my religion or my culture is better than yours. I'm bringing you the gift of Jesus and the gift yeah. of colonialisms. Like what? <laughs> in, in a way, it's like, 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 like perceiving that this is normative. This is what's the norm. Exactly. That's, this is the norm. It's, <laughs> it's not it's, normal, it's to, not go normal. Out and, to go out and buy um, Indian food and then play al uh, uh, What's the name of that setting again? That's really bad. al Qadim. al Qadim. It's not, you know, that's like going out and buying Indian food and then bringing it home to play Al-Qadim. It's like, oh, we're going to go play Oriental Adventures. Let's go get some fried rice and whatever general chose chicken before we play Oriental Adventures. I mean, oh, my gosh, I would I would I'd lose my shit. <laughs> I would so lose my shit. Yeah. So, th I mean, this article, again, written in 93. So. It's for its time, but I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of problems with this article. Holy crap. The, the yeah. more I read the article, the more pissed off I get. <laughs> so, I, and, and to say, I love this game. It's a great game. Uh, and, and I love comic books. I, I love superhero stuff. But when I look at some old comic books and some old game stuff, sometimes there are things that there are issues with. And it's okay to admit to that and say, hey, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> right. Let's not do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and so, you know, going back to the original spirit of the article, which is saying your society should have character to, yes, we should create, well, I think we've talked about this multiple times, world-building campaigns yeah. where your world will have unique characteristics. However, that said, you know, if you're going to pull from real-world societies, like with um, Asian societies or Middle Eastern societies and culture specifically, you know, be careful on how you do that. I mean, if you're going to create your own science fiction culture with a mix of different things, yeah, that's fine. But you're going to try to create some type of Asian-based adventure and all you're pulling from is first edition Oriental ad Adventures or you're pulling from second edition Al-Kadim. Uh, consider 
you know, doing some better research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I've always I, I'm a big fan of getting getting information and content for your games of outside reading from things that aren't necessarily game books, history books. Uh, there's all kinds of great stuff out there that you can study and read to spice it up. If any time, like one of the things they lean into is talking about exotic, exotic this and exotic that. Usually oh, when you hear that, that's kind of a like, oh, wait, put the brakes on. Let's not call everything exotic. There's yep. some issues with using that as your descriptor. Um, that goes back to that whole Orientalism thing. Now, you know what? Let me, let me, there was a, there was a specific definition that was given online. Let me check real quick. Okay. The representation of Asia, especially in the Middle East, in a stereotyped way that is regarded as embodying a colonialist attitude is the basic definition they give the term Orientalism um, there on Google. So what was I saying before I did that? Uh, <laughs> I was rambling. We were rambling on some Orientalism. You're looking at some definition here. Oh. Yeah, so like if you're gonna, you want to really flesh out and create a culture that's unique and interesting. Let's 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 first off, let's kind of get away from that using descriptors like that exotic and that Orientalism stuff. And why don't we work on doing world building and creating an interesting world with its traditions and everything else like that? You don't necessarily have to try to be doing a stereotype of something that exists in reality to begin to do that, but. Let's face it, we are going to pull from cultures that actually exist. So maybe trying to educate yourself on the things that you're looking at and pulling from might be a better step forward in that than just pulling off of some random stereotypes you may have seen on television and movies over the years. Because the more we look back on those, the more we realize maybe some of the stuff in there wasn't the best and it's a little cringy. <laughs> no, it is a little bit cringy. I mean, you know, they do touch a little bit about customs and, you know, they put barbarians in quotes. So I guess they sort of understand the risk of getting into certain things. But, you know, you know, they talk about food. If a society had eating habits are rather bizarre. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just the describing other just people's the... eatings as bizarre, it kind of shows that there's a normative that we are normal. They are not. Right, like, exactly. Ah, stop right there. It's different than what you're used to. That's okay. There's yeah. a lot of things different than what I'm used to. Um, I, I discovered Appalachia through my family going down there. I was not from there. And believe me, I understand there, there can be things like culture shock when you're inserted into certain cultures and stuff that you're not used to. That's that that can happen. That's not unheard of. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's fine because we acknowledge we have diversity and things are not the same. There can be differences, but that doesn't make it exotic or bizarre. <laughs> yeah, perhaps cons- critically evaluating and maybe maybe do a little research on on perhaps you're looking at emulating a certain culture in your campaign like let's say al-kahim and you're, and you're looking at oh i want to do that why don't, why don't you go start reading about some muslim islamic cultures and stuff like that um middle eastern cultures and before you just jump into that maybe do a little look and maybe listen to a few people from today not like just go into stuff written in the 1800s 1900s hear what people are saying today as well because our knowledge has advanced a great deal in the last couple hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it has. And, you know, so support content creators from that particular culture or area that you're looking to get your game into. I mean, there's a lot of different writers out there on HIO, on drive through now, indie writers, many that Logar have brought onto our show, for example. 
that you can support and that will have a better, more closer view of it because they are, they grew up, that is their culture. So they're going to understand it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're about at time. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please give us a positive review and share with your friends. Tell others about us. Help us get out there. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll your diverse dice, your rainbow dice, all colored size dice. <laughs>